the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory. And snacks. I was just noticing in my time. video stream how badly I look kind of like the, the, the Fu Manchu sort of mustache thing. It's just gray. Oh, okay, gosh. wait. We have to talk about the picture of the somewhat large man in the Speedo who is referred to as being... <laughs> I lost it. I just... <laughs> And of course, my daughter's like, what's so funny, Papa? What's so funny? I'm like, I can't show you. I can't show quick, you. Find another gift. Find another gift. Quick, 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 quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Jack Black. Oh, yep. Yes, it was. That was Jack Black celebrating New Year's Day. To yeah, live such celebrate. a life. Yeah. There was a longer video. Okay. So, when last we left off, um, so you guys have been in the Underdark for quite some time now. Um, it's been actually, it's, it's a matter of uh, probably a couple of weeks at this point. Did we get our you, long rest? <laughs> you um, were able to make your way to Sarthea. Uh, you went from Toth to Sarthea uh, with a variety of different encounters. There was a really heavy undead presence. Uh, in the Underdark, you were able to connect with uh, Lithok and the Sarthian Rangers who kind of helped you guys kind of off on the side. You were never really, with the exception of the one time where where they kind of helped uh, hold the bridge, um, you never really, you know, benefited from them directly, um, but they did do a lot to divert the enemy and, and kind of keep some things off of your back. You were able to make it into Sarthea. You fought a cave dragon. You uh, fought Kronthud's father, Belwar. Um, Kronthud was forced to kill him for a second time. And finally made it to Rantolf, the Beholder. Um, and literally at the, the end of our last session, you guys were able to defeat him. Uh, it was a rough one. And basically, you know, that's where we left off is just kind of fresh off of that. So I don't know if there's something you guys want to do in the meantime, or if you want to go ahead and fast forward a day or two or, or what you want to do, you did manage to find in his lair, you found a bunch of treasure uh, that we'll have to discuss at some point. Uh, but as yet, you haven't quite identified it or any of that kind of stuff, but you did, you did find a lot of stuff and a lot of coin uh, as well. So you guys tell me, do you want to pick up right where we left off or do you want to yada, yada, yada through a day or two? Yada, yada, yada. I'd like to yada, yada through a couple days. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as you guys, um, you know, you defeat Rantolf, he kind of turns into a congealed puddle of ooze thanks to Kronthud's well-placed hammer strike. Um, you guys are basically able to, you know, take the city. The Sarthian Rangers, they move back in. They kind of clean up what's left of the undead. You guys are given lodging. Um, there's a massive kind of the with the government center being at the top of the hill there's also coming off the ceiling of this chamber there's an enormous stalactite that's actually been hollowed out so if the government buildings are on the ground the government residences are in this big hollowed out stalactite that's where the um the the city's rulers and, and kind of ruling class would live um and you've been given chambers in there um you've had a couple of days to rest you guys can go ahead and mark yourselves down for your long rest um what do you guys let's let's say you've had you know 48 hours ish um is there anything you guys want to cover in that 48 hours or do you want to jump into uh jump into the rest of the evening is there anything you want to cover kind of you know off off screen or off page 
So um, the, the city is going back to normal, so there's people and vendors and priests. No. No, it's it's so it's it's pretty much I mean it's it's the aftermath of a battle. So the rangers are there and they're firmly in control. People are trickling in. Um, it's a lot of drow kind of refugee. Imagine refugees trickling in, but it's by no means gone back to normal. Uh, there's a ton of cleanup left to do in the in the city. There's you know bodies everywhere um, of undead, of the fallen rangers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's it's pretty much a shithole. Um, it's it's a city that's still on the brink. Um, Lathok has taken command of the entirety of the city, um, and he does reside in this same stalactite. He resides in there with you kind of running a, a ramshackle government um, just on, you know, on spit and duct tape. So uh, the, where did we find all the uh, kind of treasure? Was that in Rantolf's hoard? Yes, that was in his lair. And if you're 24 to 48 hours, let's say you're 48 hours later, he would have loaned you um, a, uh, a wizard to identify all the stuff for you. So the things that I dropped onto Meep, um, you can just consider that, you know, we'll, we'll identify that off page. Gotcha. Um, and you guys, if you want to do any divvying up while we're here talking about it, great. Um, and, uh, and and we can kind of move from there. Um, I've already divvied everything up on everybody's character. So if you want, the only thing we have left was, um, was the ring of resistance. If anybody would like that, I'm more than happy to, let you go with that. Um, so who got what, Chris? Uh, the stout suit went to Bright Axe along with the folding boat. Um, the ring of near misses uh, went to... Um, um, Otham. Otham. Yes, thank you. Otham, you had something <laughs> else that you got too. What else did you get? No, I just spoke up for that. There was really... I didn't... There wasn't really anything that I was like, ooh, that's going to help me a lot. And I don't. You have your armor that helps you fly. That's why right, I was like, you right, probably won't exactly. want one of the suits. Yeah, I mean, that would be the yeah. only thing would be wanting some sort of armor, but I've got armor. So, um, and, okay. and I told, I told Chappie that I'm interested in getting, uh, upgrading my staff, you know, either upgrading it or trading it in or switching to a hat. I mean, I don't know, something, something a little more magical and, you know, it could be a staff. I don't mind swinging like a batter. I, so I we just need that. to go to play it again, Druids, and let you trade that staff. <laughs> into <one of> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well done. I, I think there was one on the way in uh, beside the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, they're everywhere. There's one at every entrance to the town. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Uh, you know, don't, don't and then forget we had, those, um, those suits were uh, wearable under armor. So, yes. Yes, yes, but the bonuses had... only came. A lot of the bonuses came if you didn't wear armor. They should. Right, they so should have all had one or two bonuses. The only thing you. The, the only thing you get by armor. not wearing armor is a plus two to your armor class. So, if you have studded leather, it would be better to get rid of your studded leather and just wear one of the slick suits. But if you're like if you're like Kronta who has plate, then you could just take it and wear it underneath the plate, which. Might not be the worst idea. The last one left is a slick suit, which allows you to swim underwater. And I wasn't interested in that because, I mean, I can change into a fish or a shark. Yeah, or it has I mean, no purpose for you. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's just. So that can be something that that uh, Croker, if you wanted. Voss, you took the other suit, the uh, slip suit. I think that was a good one for you, too. 
Yeah, I had the slip suit. I was reading over it last night. I mean, that's about the best I can get. I, you know, I have what a limited amount of stuff that two, I can man. wear anyways. Yeah, it uh, ups your AC by two. It it upped your AC by two, and you didn't have any armor, so right. that was a good good purchase right. for you. That's like yeah, a. Like, yeah, I can't wear any armor, so this works out fine. So, so I guess I, if the slip, go ahead, Alex. No, no, I was moving on. Go ahead. That's fine. Is there anybody? I mean, the the ring of resistance. I wouldn't mind having just to study it for my character. I mean, so if if nobody else wants it, I mean, I could always use resisting another form of damage when I'm up there beating on things. But yeah, challenges is finding what kind of damage I'm going to resist. Yeah, yeah. Today I, I mean, set it to a like you know acid, and this guy spits spits poison at us. That, well, you can always take a bonus action and turn it if you fight yeah. something. You're like, oh crud, I need something else. Let me hold on no, to it for it, a little bit. Just let me study it for yeah, a little bit, and absolutely. then I'll hand it off. And it, and it, you can only turn it over. It has to attune over a short rest. Okay. When you turn it, it is meant to be a little more tactical. You've got to really think about where you're headed with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and you have to so, attune it so that takes up one of your spots. If that's yeah. Realistically, right. I don't have any more attunement spots. So me neither. Yeah. Okay. I don't either. So. So you guys are kind of having this discussion and divvying up your loot and, well, and doing, you know, doing your thing. But I could shed the thingy of disguise at this point, too. So now that I have disguise self, it's a little less relevant. But, you know, right. it's all good. Never mind. Okay. Okay, so we got everything divvied up. Okay. And you had a shitload of gold. Yes, uh, to be specific, boys, we need to go hit Vegas. We've got, what is that, 500, basically 500 platinum pieces. So that's 5,000 gold there. We've got another 25,000 gold, so that's a total of 3,000 gold. We, we, we have about thirty-one to 32,000 gold. Okay. Are we going to divvy that, or are we going to hold a a party some somewhere and then divvy you, some of it. You guys all have about two to 3000 gold. And if you don't, let me give you some. So you have about two or 3000 gold on hand. And then I say, we, we party it until we get to a place. Cause I don't want to carry all that around. Um, not to mention put it in I, my bag of holding. I still, well, yeah, that's, that's fine. I can put some in the boat too. Yeah. I still have like a whole bag of gems that Chappie, that we picked up a while back in one of our adventures. So we have that, and that's, I think, worth 2500 too. So, In what addition I'm to the is, one you just picked up the other night as well. The big diamond. Yeah, the big diamond. There was also a bag of gems there. Okay. So you should have, wow. you should have basically, you're combining. So you've got a bag of gems worth now about 5,000 gold if you just combine the two. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So we're really looking at... You guys we're at flush. a point where... We need to go someplace and stash some of the loot because this is getting a little insane. We should go we, back to we, our fight house and buy some stuff. Yeah. Um, my goal while they're divvying stuff up, since I'm not taking any of it, mm -hmm. um, is to so kind of look around for clues about this uh, 
amulet of Kelimvor that I was supposed to be looking for in Sarthea. Whether that's looking for a map of the city that might, or asking the uh, the uh, drow, asking them about the city, asking what they know about uh, maybe some ch- a church or something that might have been in the city. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, roll an investigation check for me. Okay. Oh, 15 straight up. That's all I get. Plus zero. So you have a, a conversation with Lafak, um, and he is able to kind of point you toward a couple of places where it might be held kind of, you know, different, um, you know, vaults throughout the city, both, you know, the obvious ones that are kind of at the, you know, the, the bank or some less obvious ones that might be in some of the areas, you know, some of the, the government facilities or, or, you know, richer people's homes. Um, you spend, I mean, a decent amount of time each day looking and you are unable to come up with it. Um, there's really not anybody else in the city who was there while Rantolf was there um, that you can talk to. It's really people who come in after the fact. So it's, it's kind of, you know, you, you say a few words to some different scouts or rangers. Um, you say, you know, you, you see a couple of the refugees who are kind of, trickling in, uh, coming out of hiding uh, in other parts of the Underdark, and they really, they don't have any ideas for you. Um, They do tell you that a few weeks back, um, a large contingent of people did leave the city, um, and they were not of the undead type. It was, there were, you know, um, living, like truly living beings who left, uh, but they have no idea where they had left to, but it was a large force. It was in uh, like 15 to 20,000 people range. So you get the idea that the city had been occupied, not just by Rantolf and the undead, but at a certain point there were a lot of other underdark denizens. And it's kind of one of those things where they were used for labor. Those who fell were reanimated and added to Rantolf's ranks. And those who didn't were moved on somewhere else. Gotcha. So it was possibly looted already. Uh, looted or, or moved, yes. Or just, yeah. Okay. So, Carlton, are, are you thinking that you're, you're looking for something, aren't you, like an amulet or something? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not, I mean, it was just something Farrell wanted me to find. And if I can't find it, I'm not, I don't even know what it is. I wasn't told. It was just an amulet. Okay. I mean, it sounds interesting, but. Okay. Awesome. What are you spending your two days doing? I'm uh, going to, to staff shops, shops that would have staffs, staves, um, or, uh, I mean, I don't know what's, what's the other weapon of druids. I, I mean, it seems like staffs are the go-to. Yeah, unfortunately, like I was telling Brian, the city is, is pretty well. I mean, it's it's so it's not. The I place wouldn't to go shop. so no, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's in ruin, but it's certainly. I mean, it's been yeah, poorly I'm, I'm, occupied for a long time. It's it's pretty trashed. I mean, I'm I'm looking around for signs of any bugbears. I'm looking for any bugbear writing, uh, any druid. I guess not bugbear writing, but any, I'm looking for other druids. Uh, and, and probably there's. I'm not going to see anything there, but uh, and then uh, just combing through. I believe I've, I've found this, the seventh level spell that I'm going to add. I'm just kind of, I've already added it with my long rest and I'm looking through the others to make sure that it's the right, 
the right okay. thing to choose. What do you, um, what do you, well, not what do you, uh, make a, uh, make an investigation check for me. Absolutely. That's 17. So similar to Kronth, that is you're moving kind of through the city and, and, you know, some of it's just kind of taking a walk to clear your head and kind of commune with, you know, what there is of nature in a place like this. Some of it's, you know, really searching for um, items or, or people. Uh, you do have some conversations with some of the refugees coming in and they do, you know, as you're asking about other bugbear and whatnot, um, you don't, you don't get anything on bugbears specifically, um, but you do with similar to what Cronthon was, you know, with, with the army or with the, the people who had left here um, a few weeks prior, you do hear of kind of goblinoids. So there were some of, you know, those, those types of races uh, mixed in there. It was a lot of, um, a lot of underdark type denizens, uh, some of the goblinoid races, uh, some like gnolls and things like that, some minotaur. Um, it was it was a real kind of mis mix mash mismatch of, of beans. So I kind of look around and see if you know in their rush to get out there was anything dropped or, I mean you know probably not, but that's no. that's about it. Um, again, I'm just focusing on uh, you know looking through my other my other spells to make sure that I've got the right the right one selected before you know before we take another long rest so I can have the right one. All right, uh, Bright X, what are you doing? Um, after the initial uh, long rest, um, I want to sidle up to Croker, and uh, hey, uh, Croker, you seem like you're pretty good at finding things. Yes. Mm -hmm. A couple things that have been bugging me, and I don't know how to go about finding them. Dobermeel told him told me that there's two other pieces to this puzzle, and he holds the axe up. He said something about a sextant and a lantern. Now, I'm not a smart minotaur, but it seems to me that if we're heading to some sort of world-building battle, world-saving battle, that having more items of power could be helpful. Mm -hmm. But I haven't even the beginnings of an idea of how to find them. Do you have any thoughts? Actually, actually, Dobermill did tell you he has one of those pieces in the Adamantine Islands. Right, right, right. So it was, what was it? it? was the He had the sextant, was that right? I think so, yeah. So yeah, this lantern thing that he was talking about somewhere out in the world, but mm. not even sure how to begin looking for it. Oh, I can, uh, start working on my contacts. Once we get back in the world. Well, I thought, you know, maybe it could be down here because, uh, Reaver King came from here and it could be down here, especially the lantern and light for the, darkness but again i'm not sure i'll give him a hand um the other thing 
weighing on my mind, Croker, is finding more of my people to try to liberate them. Um, I don't know where to begin looking for that either. I, I, you know, I thought maybe we'd run into some while we were down here, and we've only found dead abominations that that Rantolf created. Well, finding people is a bit more of my speed, so that I can help with. Anyway, after that initial conversation, just trying to apply to Croker for a little bit of aid, I want to, you know, kind of wander and look and maybe ask around to people as I'm kind of helping move things and do, you know, heavy lifting stuff like I would um, to try to, hey, you guys know where some Minotaur are? You know, that kind of thing or yep, just trying to trying to investigate for those two little niblets of knowledge. Okay. So based on, because it came up in a couple other conversations, you would know based on what you talk to Otham about um, and, and, you know, kind of some of the other things that you heard um, from some of the refugees kind of trickling into the city. Um, there was a fair contingent of Minotaur on that group that left. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it would be fairly obvious. It would be fairly easy for it to come up in conversation with you, um, you know, just about that kind of thing. Um, there were definitely a, a large number. And I, I don't mean like 50, I mean like 1,500. Like it was a large number okay. of, uh, of your people who who left. Again, no one really has any good idea as to where, but there's a decent chunk of your people down here somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, Croker, what you doing? So... Uh... I, I continue to practice with Cronthud the meditation techniques because I still have a lot of questions for Kelimvor. Um But in my non-meditative time, I uh, interrogate Meep. Two sides of the same. I try my I try my best <laughs> to hide from Croker the entire time. <laughs> no, Roll a stealth check. <laughs> what are you interrogating Meep about? Well, when he was telling us about the his sleepless nights and traveling to a different world, he mentioned that he met Grix again over mm -hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get as much information about Grix and try to figure out how to get over there so that I may kill him permanently. Kill him proper? Kill him. Pro oh, he was properly killed. <laughs> but I'm looking for permanence. Gotcha. And so I want I to figure that out. Can I just, there's not a ton of information. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell him what I think I know and just let him, and you can correct me as I go, or do you just want to tell him what he learns? No, that's fine. Go ahead. I mean, basically what you're going to learn is that, like, Grix is over there, and every time you kill him in this world, his soul is somehow just transported back to his original body, which mm. I didn't think that's exactly how it always worked that easily, but he's evidently figured it out, or they've got him on some special plan. The only way you're going to be able to take him down 
is if you one go back to the world that I was in, which I still don't know how or why I was doing that, and we take him out, or number two, and this is a thought, somehow we magically prevent his soul from going back to a body. That means we kill him in this world, but we somehow do like some dispelling of magic that might prevent him from going back. Because if we can even disrupt that, there's a chance that maybe his soul won't go back the correct way or will go into a different, I mean, we could interrupt things possibly, but I would have to research that one. That would be the probably best idea. Okay. Is there anything um, you want to add? I mean, no, I mean, the only, the only thing, the only other thing would be that, uh, you know, the, the whole Cold Diabolus City and, and a potential crossing over point somewhere. I, I mean, I, Chappie, I've thought about talking to my sister. Like, she might have more knowledge. She seems to have been around for longer. Mm-hmm. So, finding her, maybe we get more knowledge. Does that sound? I mean, yeah, it's certainly an option. It, it would make sense, yes. Hey, Meep, okay. I've got a, I, I got a question for you. You know, you talk about another, another world. Is this... Would it be considered another plane of existence? I mean, yeah, it, we, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of similar to this one, but it's, it's different. So it's kind of the idea that there could be two like worlds, but different going, going on at the same time. Um, all, right, all right. You don't know. DM, <laughs> is, it, is it another plane? Do we know if it's another plane? You don't have any idea. No idea. Okay. Okay, well, we, we need to kind of figure that out because I might have something in my hip pocket that could help us tremendously. Hey, hey and no offense, Otham, why do you keep looking into the air to your right and talking to this guy named DM? Who's that? <laughs> Camera placement, right. my man. Camera placement. <laughs> All right. Uh, who haven't I gotten yet? Me, what are you, what are you doing for two days? Um, I want to see uh, if I can work on that ring idea I was still working on. Number one, um, I would like to uh, also work on um, tinkering with my um, that drink to uh-huh. overcome exhaustion. <laughs> Those are the two things I kind of like to focus on. Okay, so with your ring, and I would I would like to sneak the drink to Autumn now that he said that about me, just to see how it works on him. Okay, so with the ring, roll a d twenty twice. Yeah, what am I adding? Um, uh, either a dexterity or arcana, whichever one's best for you. Uh, fine. Are these for my inventions of what I'm doing? Like, yeah, the ring, the ring itself, you've pretty well kind of forged okay. the ring or cast the ring last time. So but now you're trying to imbue it. And seventeen. Okay, so you um, you've pretty well got this thing forged. Like you appreciate the way that it looks. You get a you've got a pretty good feel for, like you you've, you feel like you've gotten the trick down where you slide it on your finger or on your claw, and it kind of resizes itself to the finger. Um, it doesn't. You don't feel like you've got the incantation down yet. You feel like that's going to take a little more work, but you're definitely feeling okay. the progress on it. Um, okay, and you're you're feeling like you know you're you're. You're on the right path. All right. Okay. 
Um, and then what was the other thing? The drink? Yeah. You're trying, you're trying to invent Red Bulls. Is that what I understand? Well, I've, I've used this. I, this is like my third or fourth time trying this thing. Oh, I, it's I, okay. I, is... I, I've already got wings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. So, so same um, thing. Roll, roll 2D20 and, and add your Arcana on that one. Okay. Arcana, Arcana, however it's pronounced. That's cocked. Uh, a 19 and a 9. Oh, sorry, 21 and a 9. 21 and a 9. Okay. Um, and now roll a slate of hand. That's going to be a 26. 26. Okay. Um, and all of them roll perception. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Uh, that's a nat 20 plus seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Wow. Ouch. What's, so uh, what's, you guys are what's, having lunch together, and you see got me kind of sidle up, and he's really, like, you know how when people are trying to act sly and they come off just super obvious? He kind of walks up and, and, and does, hey, Oppum, how you doing? And starts like chit-chatting with you. And he reaches out and, and you see him just, he's palming something and he drops it in your drink. <laughs> now, little fella. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I believe we've been on I, what I think are real good terms. This yeah, whole, yeah, this whole uh, time we've, we've been, are, are we? Because good terms, people that are on good terms don't slip things into other people's drinks. Yeah, well, here's my if thing. If there's something you wanted me to try, let's talk it out. You know I'm pretty much go with the flow. I'd probably try it. Well, I was trying that exhaustion drink that I tried with, with Cron Thud, And I've only been able to try it on one other person besides him and me. So I needed another test subject. And I didn't know if you'd be down with it. So I just want to kind of see what I do. Did you think of asking? Uh, how often does asking ever really get me anywhere? And I, I just, uh, I take my fist and not, not to knock him out or anything. And I give him a good pop on top of the head. Bam. I go, let's, let's, let's try to remember this as a good lesson to let's stay on good terms. So this is, this is not so good. Will, will you drink it then? Now that I'm asking, please. What is it? I know you It'll, just told me, but what? It, what? Okay, so do you remember when Crawford had to do all that reading and he was all in the book and he needed something to kind of keep him awake? Mm -hmm. This is what it does. I, I'm trying to make something that helps like kind of curb or, or postpone exhaustion. So it, it should make you feel really good. Should. Can you put a number on that? I can. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You could feel really bad. I'll be honest. You could feel really bad. But I have a yeah. healing potion. Uh, and you're a druid, so you can magic yourself out of it, really. I can uh, just envision at some point that Bright X walks in on this. He's like, oh, God. This is a lot of work moving all these bodies. Got anything to drink? And <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up. and I look at each other. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I look at Meep and I go, I kind of, I kind of aside, I go, ask him. Okay. Let, let, it, let him know. 
hey, Bright Axe, you look thirsty. Do you want to drink this? Hey, okay. hey, 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 hey. Oh. <laughs> I love it. All right, Nick, yes. roll a D4. Not good, me. Not good. <laughs> I'm improving. I asked him. You, I'm getting better. You, you two are four. shaky as is. You rolled a four? <laughs> okay, you rolled a four. So um, it not only works, so if you had a level of exhaustion, it would have cured it. And not only it not only did that, but you also gained five temporary hit points. Woohoo! Woo! Yes. I know we can work out the details, but this could be advantageous uh, in the future. I'm not sure it'll do that every time. I'm saying you've you've gotten it down to the point where it's hit <laughs> or miss, and <laughs> I've I've got your D four for every time you make it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I'm ready to go back to work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me! That that's pretty good. Um, like all right, great, thank you. <sighs> Flex okay. a little bit and go back out and lift heavy things again. All right, and finally, cool. roll Thor. Okay, I'm going to use one day to look at the box that I have, the metal box. Okay. See if I can figure anything out on it. If I can't, then I will. Um, Go around town and see if I can find a, I don't know, some sort of shop with some sort of magic user or something that might know a little bit more than me. Make an intelligence check. <laughs> 18. So... You've had some varied success with this thing before, um, but you realize in tinkering with it um, and, and kind of looking at it, it's not actually, it's not a box like to be opened. Um, it's more like a block of a, of a kind of fine metal. Um, and as you're kind of tinkering with it and, and you, you are thinking about it and, and kind of going over it and, and you know, you're thinking about, um, your travels over the last year or so, um, it kind of comes to you that this is this is very similar. You've seen this before. You you're not quite placing where, but you you've seen this somewhere in Alftrag before, um, in in a way that was shaped, um, and that it had to do. It's it's very familiar to you, um, and it's very and you can kind of feel. Every now and again, as you're as you're kind of messing with it, you'll get little green sparks um, of energy that kind of come off of it. It's it's imbued with, it's it's tapping into something. Whether that's tapping into something on its own or tapping into something inherent to you, it's hard to say. Um, what what is your overall intelligence? Are you at eighteen? Eighteen, yes. Okay. Yeah, it you've you've seen this with it was either with Tarian Preel or with Edem or with the algorithms or somewhere. You've you've seen this metal before. Okay. All right. Well, I mean I'll still see if I can get anybody to have more information if I go through the town at all or see if there's anybody that can help with giving me a little bit more information, maybe on the metalsmith or something along those lines. Yeah, it's hard to hard to find anybody like that um, that, that's in town right now. So, okay, 
Uh, okay. That was my main thing was trying to figure a bit more out about that. Chappie, one more thing. Who's the main elf that we've been dealing with? What's his name again so I can write it down? His name is Lafak, and you have not seen him in the two days. He's been pretty well. Um, Kronthod's the only one who was able to get through and spend any real time with him. Um, he's been pretty well locked away, taking care of you know the business of running a, a city that they're trying to re-inhabit. Okay. Uh, which brings me to, so Rolthor, you said you were doing that for one day. Did you have something else you wanted to do, or are you good? No, I'm good. That, that was my main thing for right now. I don't, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do anything else. That's right. That's, that's it. Okay. So on the third day, you guys get up and Cronthud and, and uh, Croker, you guys are doing some of your meditations. Um, and Croker, you kind of roll into a bit of a deeper, you know how sometimes when you meditate, you kind of slip yourself into kind of the space between or the ether or something. Um, you and, and Kronth that are both kind of feeling that. Um, Kronth, that make a, a wisdom check for me. Straight up whiz? Yeah. Okay. That is a 24, sir. 24. Okay. So you're sitting here, you're explaining some of this to Croker and talking about um, talking about what little you know of Kalimbor and kind of how he acts and how he um, or, or what his expectations for you are. And you start to focus on kind of the undead aspect of, you know, why he, why he dislikes the undead so much, um, why they're such anathema to him. Um, and as you're talking about it, time just kind of falls away for you. Um, and pretty soon you, you're, you're just kind of talking, but it's almost like you're surrounded by just void. And it's just you and Croker and void and Croker, you see, you're seeing the same thing. And it's like, it's getting weird. It's getting kind of trippy. And Kronthud, you kind of reach your hands into your pockets, your vestments, um, and you and you find something there that you don't recall placing there. Mm. And you pull your hands out, and this is very, you know, there's kind of mist on the ground, and it's it's very just ethereal and, and kind of unreal. You pull your, you pull it out, and it's almost it's a, it's about the size of like a small menorah, um, except it's not. It's it's um, it's the hand of Kelimbor. It's a it's a it's a metal kind of like a sculpture. It's the hand of Kelimbor coming out of what must be the ground of some type. It's like a rocky surface. There's a little bowl at the base of it. The hand comes up and it's holding scales. And on either scale, there's a candle holder. And at the top um, of kind of where the fist would be holding it there's a candle holder as well. So there's three different candle holders and then a little bowl at the bottom out of the other pocket. You pull what appears to be incense. Okay. Croker, you have a similar experience. You're going, what the heck? You know, he, he pulls this out and pulls out this incense and is holding this thing and trying to figure it out. And you are kind of, you're just like, Oh, well that's cool. I've never seen that before. What's he doing? And you, um, you got to put your hands in your pocket for whatever reason. And you realize there's something in there that you haven't had before either. And you pull out three candles and they're just simple candles. And so the, the scales I pulled out did not have the candles in it. They did not, but they had candle had the holders, holders that are yeah. roughly the correct size. Yes. And what do incense look like? Is it like a block of incense? Is it? Uh, a stick. A very, it's a very small 
kind of Lump. block of it. Yeah. Okay. Clump. Yeah. That's a better word. That'd fit in the bowl. Yeah. Yes. Well, I put the candles in the. Okay. The thing that he's holding. And I have a. Uh, do I have any of my equipment with me? I cast fireball at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're both um, dead. <laughs> yeah. You've got your equipment with you. So I have my tinderbox. Okay. Well, Croker, it seems that we are meant to see something more. Let us set this up and pray with it. And then he puts the candles in. I'll put the incense in and light the candles light in the way you're right. Okay. In the so way that I've which, which candle do you light first? Left, right, or middle? Ooh. Well, I, I would, so it, it, the scales actually move. They're actually movable. It moves, but when you put the candles on there, they are equal. Right. So, so I would, they are. I would actually you, light. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. What, are this, what do the scales traditionally mean? Like, is there a meaning as, in the religion? Like light and know, dark or life and death? And As far as I know, it is the balance between life and death. Ah, there we go. Okay. Just you're gonna, you're gonna balance. light the, you're gonna light the center one, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was gonna light the center one, and then we could light the two candles, and together we could put the candles on the scales to balance them. Perfect. Okay. So you light the center one first. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of, when you do that the words kind of come to you. You just, as you're and you've never been through like a ritual like this before you, right. you've not had much like this, but as you light it, you just, you say the light of passing, the words just come to you. And then as you do the one on the left, you say the light of life and the one on the right, you do the light of death. And then you light the incense and you both just kind of stand there. Like what the fuck? Cause nothing really happens for a few minutes. And then Croker starts to giggle just a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. Make a uh, both of you make Constitution saving throws. Ooh, I'm about to get high. Oh hell, yep. I got oh a, yeah, I got a four. Oh, you're real high, Croker. <laughs> I, you got, I got a sixteen. I'm seeing 16. things, baby. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really going into this thing. So that's exactly it. Is the 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 mist that's around you begins to swirl. Um, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's a great visual gag, Brian. I mean, Alex. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the mist around you begins to swirl, and it's almost like the ground just drops beneath you. But you don't fall. You just you kind of just kind of float there, and you're feeling really really good. Um, and then there's kind of a blinding flash of light. And it's almost like Kelimvor is there, but it's almost like you can just see him out of the corners of your eyes. And no matter which way you turn, it's like he's just in the peripheral. And it's all, you know, he's that kind of shining black with the black, with the flat black background. Like you can see him, but you can't see him. And you can almost see him like a, as negative space or as negative energy. And he just stands there for moments. And what does Kelimvor, oh, sorry. And what does Kelevora look like in this way? I mean, like I say, it's difficult. You, he just, looks basically like just a the, silhouette. 
pretty much. Yeah, he's a silhouette, um, very energetic. He looks a lot like the different representations you've seen of him. He looks like an amalgamation of all of those, but like I say, almost in negative space. Gotcha. I look in that general direction and I speak out loud and I ask him, my Lord Kelevor, what is it that you wish of me now? My great quest seems to be into another chapter. What do you wish of me? And both of you, you, you don't hear the words so much as you feel them inside of you. They're almost in your mind. And they're at once a whisper and deafening. Um, it's a very odd sensation. Um, Croker, you hear the words... Death is not to be feared. It is merely one more door in the castle of your life. And Krantha, you hear the words, Know this, Krantha, gem cutter. You enter a new stage in the great game now. You have been seen. You shall be tested. You must persevere. Or the candle that is black will burn brightest. And you notice on the scale in front of you, the one on the left, the one that was for life, is white. The one on the right is black, and the one in the middle is almost like smoky in color. Like it's it's almost like it isn't there. It's it's truly the passing over point. <clears throat> then you both hear, you did this world a great service by reading it of Rantolf and his abominations. The light of his passing, the light of passing glows brightest this night. Neil Krantha Gem Cutter. Neil. Shit, I forgot your name, Croker. Neil Croker. Champions of Kelimbor, liberators of Sarthea. And, and you feel his eyes upon you, even though you can't see him, Krantha. Son of Golothair, and accept your prize. And then your wrists just start to burn like motherfuckers. What? And you wake up and you roll over and you guys are, you guys are having giggle fits. And the others who were around, they just look at you and go, wow, those guys just got stoned before their wrists also just erupt in pain. Um, and just this, this massive scorching, just ridiculous amount of, of, of burn. And you look down and you all have now, including Brodax, who isn't even with you, um, and the others, you all have the mark of Kelimvor branded into your wrists. Oh. Woohoo! Com- accompanying that as your prize, uh, you each are going to receive a plus one on your constitution score. What? <sighs> yeah, let's get high more often. Yeah. So for yeah. some of you, that'll be big. For some of you, that'll be eh, but... It'll help forever. That's all right. How do we fix that? Oh, we have to go into our... Yeah, you'll have to go into manual and do it later. Yeah. <laughs> later, he says, like, we're not all doing it right now. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, later. Like, in a minute. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, over the course of that morning, um, you guys are kind of deciding, you know, whether or not you're going to hit the road, what you're going to do. You've gotten your rest. You're feeling really good about kind of where you are, uh, but don't have a lot of thoughts about your future yet. Um, the Rangers, having reclaimed the city, um, they 
you are summoned basically um, to the spire, which is the stalactite that's hollowed out, but you're going up higher in it. So you're going to kind of the, the governmental um, residences. Um, I'm assuming you accept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go it's up nice. there and in what is a really large throne room, um, you walk in, it's, it's, it's a beautiful tile that is actually carved from the stalactite and, and polished um, almost to like a mirror image. It's, it's, there's a bit of reminiscence about kind of the way the blight was, how it was kind of cur you know, carved out of that onyx. This isn't quite onyx, but it, they're doing their damnedest to get it as shiny and mirror-like as they can. Um, you go into this massive room with the throne at one end. The throne is very obviously not occupied as Lathok walks between a bunch of different tables and, and you walk in, it's more like a command center than a throne room. It's like almost like it's been repurposed and you see couriers are running to and fro and they're handing parchment off to each other, or, you know, scrolls here and there. Um, there are alcoves off to each side. There are two kind of big alcoves on each side and they have people. You see a mage in one who is, uh, you know, appears to be, um, well, Rolthor and, and Meep would probably recognize it as scrying. It's like their eyes have just gone white. There's no pupils in their eyes. And they seem to be either scrying or communing or something. And you, you see different people on the other side. One's working with some kind of crystal array. Um, and one is doing, you know, messing with something else that nobody really recognizes. Um, Lothok walks up to you and he has clearly not, he has not taken a break in the two, two days that you guys did. Um and appears to be, I mean, he's unwashed. He's, uh, he's a little haggard. He's pretty tired. Um, and also, you would know, you say he's exhausted? <laughs> hey, me, <laughs> but not crazy. Um, but he's, you know, taking reports and issuing orders and he's, he's really, he's kind of worn out. Um, but he invites you over to him and, uh, and, and kind of grasps each of your hand. Um, and says, my friends, it's, it's, it's been a minute and I apologize, but I wanted to toast you all to your victory before you were able to leave the city. Cheers to you and cheers to your victory over, over the things that were. I'd also like to raise a drink to Belwar, Kronthud, your father, and remember him, ask that you remember him for who he was and not what he became. And they break out a cask and, you know, drinks all around. Are there any kind? Do they bring any kind of herd animals with them? Will there be any? Is there any milk to drink? Oh, woo! I, I wasn't we, sure where that 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 was going to be that kind of party. <laughs> I was going to step out. We can we can get you milk. Okay, it's not a problem. So you guys, you gentlemen, you have some decisions to make. Yes. Yes. Huh. <sighs> I have a few moments. What, uh, what would you ask of me? How can I help you? I believe at this time, uh, this has been a big moment, obviously. We, we have uh, secured some things for our mission, for our initial reason for coming this direction. But now I believe we must head back to our I don't want to call it a home yet because we've only been there once, but our main meeting place. We must 
had been, and I don't remember the name of the city in the blight. Was there a name for the city? Um, yeah, you know what there was, and it's not coming to me. I'll, I'll okay. look it up. Keep talking. Gotcha. So, um, we are, we will, we may need to head back to the blight and see what's going on in the world, get news, see where we can go be best is, news. Is it done? Is it Dundalin? No, Dundalin up to the north, the far, far north. So, I don't know, but I believe one in our party, Rolthar there, might be able to teleport us back if we have a the proper circle. Do you know of anything like that? In Sarthia. Do we need a tell does he need a teleportation circle to get us back? No, he needs to Rolthor just needs to be able to draw the circle on the ground with chalk. Right. The circle he's headed to. And then that teleports him to that. Which don't is we, the one, the we, one that we, we still have the sheet or the sailcloth with the circle on it? You mm -hmm. have what you need to you you know of a few circles that you've specifically made notes on. Yeah. You made a note on the teleportation circle in Lady Nostris's bar in Alptrag. You made notes on um, Dahl Reginald's place again. We should have the under. one in our house too. Yeah, we have yep. one in our house. You got the one in your house. We've and got one got, in the bar and um, Toth. The bar and Toth. Right. So, unless there is something else that you need of us, Lothok, we may be heading out for now. I have two things I'd like to do. One is to remind you that. Uh, you have a, a slight bit of unfinished business down here. The mind flare continues to uh, haunt, maybe? I don't know. He's on the outskirts of the city. He's avoiding our patrols, but he's there. He's made no effort to come into the city, but we believe he would like to commune with you. The other is just to share some knowledge with the outside world. Quite a bit has happened, I'm sure, and I thought you might appreciate knowing what's going on such as we can help yes that is definitely what we would like to do next mm -hmm. so he's going to go on to talk to you guys um so he goes on, and I won't role play at all, but he goes on to give you kind of some of the information that his people are doing. And some of this is fresh, like literally people are handing up, coming up and handing reports and us, oh, that's interesting. Um, but the information he has to share with you as far as the world at large, um, the Black Fleet that you guys have had encounters with um, has kind of split. And a large contingent of it has set sail for the Dragon Turtle Sea. And he believes that it's going to Saharu or Lon Lillian. That's his own kind of um, spin on the intelligence. But all he can say for certain is that it sailed west into the Dragon Turtle Sea. Um, he's heard rumors that Lon Lillian, uh, at great cost, was able to defend itself against uh, some sort of attack from Abaxis or his allies. Um, 
it is now kind of a free zone. But again, he believes the Black Fleet may be attempting to uh, encircle it and, and put it under siege, or at least you know naval blockade. Um, because of the destruction of Alftrag, that basically made refugees of a shitload of people. A lot of people went south to South Watch, where you guys have been. Um, a lot of people went north to Toth, as you guys witnessed. And a lot of people kind of headed west into the unknown lands. And those who headed east or had the ability to go to sea or to fly, they headed to Cliffbreaker. And Cliffbreaker actually had a decent number of people head there and has kind of kind of become overrun. Um, and, and it's not like crazy, but it's definitely like a, it's refugees are, are crowding the island. It's, it's bordering on being unable to uh, kind of be self-sufficient. Um, there's also rumors of, and this kind of catches bright axes here. There's also rumors of a merchant fleet, uh, hiding in one of the bays on the backside of Cliffbreaker. And he's Always sharing this information. Fleet. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's sharing this information with you completely freely. Like you have, you can tell by the way he's talking to you, he sees you as equals and, and you've gained his trust. He, he considers you an ally. Um, as far as the overall war goes, uh, the army of Abaxis is winning most of its engagements with uh, the Axiom army, which you remember is Edam's army, basically. Um, Toth's overland side is under siege, which you guys knew was coming. Uh, that comes as no surprise. Uh, Southwatch is, is under siege. And a chunk of the... So the army from Abaxis basically broke into three pieces. One went north to, to siege, put Toth under siege. One went south to put Southwatch under siege. And one went west into the, into the unknown lands. And they have no idea where that one's gone. Um, all that movement, he thinks, is going to leave Alftrag um, lightly defended. And now lightly is, you know, 500 to 1,000 soldiers. But it's significantly fewer than the, you know, 100, 120,000 who had teleported over. So there's kind of that area in the middle that's kind of opened up for you guys a little bit or opened up for whatever. For a little bit. I'd like to ask him, is there any, um, is there anything left of Oftrog? Like, this is a good question. We've, we've sent scouts and what we've found um, reports, general reports say the city itself, the upper part of the city has been largely, largely destroyed um, when they did Whatever it is that they did to bring that army over, um, it, it largely leveled the city. The walls remain. The towers on each of the, you know, the spires at the ends of each piece of the star remain. Um, but the city itself is, is in ruin. That said, we've had some people come back who claim um, that the tunnels below Alftrag are largely, largely untouched much of the subterranean structures uh, appear to remain, if, if, not, if not untouched, certainly um, in significantly better shape than the, the upper part of the city. We've gotten three independent reports saying this, so I, I lean toward believing it, but it is not verified data. We haven't had rangers come back with that. That's just what we're hearing from people coming out of the city. Uh, and then you also hear um, Bright Axe again. This is he kind of 
looks at you as he's saying this, um, there are rumors of a resistance of sorts forming in the Adamantine Island Islands. Uh, something is going on over there. And Bright Axe, that's where you're from. Uh, they also found, and this is less kind of an intelligence download and more just you're hearing people as they're coming through the room talking about it. And, and you know, he, he kind of, you know, lets you guys know there are reports of slave pens that have been found throughout the city of Sarfia. And they're largely empty. Um, only old and sick remained, really. Uh, people who were kind of on death's door but hadn't yet died. Uh, anybody who was able-bodied uh, went on a march, basically. Um, and the drow were basically beginning to trickle in from the countryside. So they're regrouping back together. Yeah, and it would be groups like um, like the group you guys helped out of Alftrag that was kind of, uh, you know, with their families and whatnot that you guys had made that deal with that you sort of held up your end of the bargain on. Um, you know, groups like that are starting to trickle in and come back, and, and people are hearing that Sarthi is a free city again. Uh, people who are in the know about this place um, and are uh, beginning to look for shelter, um, knowing that the up, you know, the the regular land, the upground is is just in absolute chaos right now. There's just warfare everywhere. Okay. So, my friends, cool. How can I help you? What can I do to repay this debt? The greatest thing you could do is rebuild this city. Get it to its former glory as fast as we can. And then be ready in case we need an army. Try to recruit. Because the next great problem with our world right now is the Black Dragon. It's funny you mentioned that because I believe that the group that marched from here a few weeks ago, while I don't believe that they're an army, uh, I do believe there are enough able bodies there that could make a difference in this effort. And again, once again, he looks at Bright Axe. Um, and as you guys know, there's, there's no love loss between the Minotaur and the Drow, generally speaking. Uh, there were a fair number of your kind with them. Where was this again? Uh, they marched east, you don't know, southeast. But you don't know quite where. Gotcha. So, if there's anything you care to do, let me know. If it's within my power, I will get it to you or get it for you. Uh, I have a question. Like, uh, if if we happen to leave for a little while, do you have a teleportation circle that we could at least view and record so we could get back here quicker in case you'd be in need of us? And and how do we communicate? Is there a way that if we're not right here that we can still keep in communications? Our communications are raised with the... Everything's in shambles right now. You can, of course, reach us by messaging spell, but... And he kind of motions somebody over and um, whispers in his ear a little bit. He says, my friend here will be back in just a moment. 
And it's, you know, it's as you guys are kind of continuing this discussion, uh, a guy comes up with you and, and hands you a scroll. And as you unroll it, you see there's a there's a teleportation circle um, design on it. I mean, it says, draw, draw this out and it will bring you here. Give that to Rothar. Yeah. Yep. And Rothar has just suddenly become like a school bus. He's like a, a school bus that, fl- yeah. that flings fire everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's the school bus to hell. Start fires and move people around. It's the magic school okay. bus. <laughs> <laughs> and like I can, that. and I will communicate with you later, Lethok. I will stay in communication. I will periodically call you, call on you, and send you uh, messages. Twenty-five well, words or less. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that. Thank you. But. I guess the next uh, course of action is uh, what direction did you say the mind flare was hanging out? Uh, he gives you kind of directions to uh, one of his ranging parties who, and it's a good, I mean, it's probably the following day before you can actually make it out there. Um, it's a while. Um, and you guys head out, you find the ranging party and they kind of point you in a general direction. And they're like, we, he's, he's like trying to catch water. You just, every time you get near him, he, he finds a way to slip through your fingers. Um, but they point you in a general direction. You spend a good, I mean, you're well into uh, early afternoon. Um, before you get far enough away from the city that you feel like, okay, we should probably be really looking for this dude. And he just out of kind of out of the mushroom trees, just kind of floats towards you. And once he spotted you, he came to you. And he's just hovering there in front of you. In my mind, you you hear lots of yips and the little uh, uh, brain dog things. What are they called? Yeah, those things. Intellect devourers. That's what I'm looking for. Um, There's a there's a pack of somewhere between fifteen and twenty of them that kind of fan out and go around him. Um, They're not being aggressive towards you or anything, but it's definitely making a statement. In my mind, I look. How does he look? Does he look similar to? He has. Doesn't look less or more malnourished or worse for wear. He's. he's, He actually looks just fine. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we have come because you are still floating around. What is it that you desire? You hear this little, when you say you, you know, still floating around, you hear this gurgle that you take to be a laugh of some sort. Nice. Creepy. Um, yeah. And, and then in your mind, it, there was a real communication barrier earlier when you, when you spoke to him the last time. Um, and in your mind, you just, you kind of hear the words and it's, it's for everybody. It's a group communication. Uh, you hear the words. Um, I've been working language ideas better in your brain. I require help as you helped the Sarthians. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I offer an image of open hands. to him and say what do you need 
Call me Alhoun. And you get the impression that that's not his name, but his name is probably unpronounceable to you. This is more, Alhoun is more of a title. It's A-L-H-O-O-N. I'm just going to spell it phonetically. That's whatever. (laughs) My people took, take the others, the Sarthians. Build the machine, build the great machine to bring the dragon here. Oh. Wait, what? Wait. Shaka, when the walls fell. Bring in a second coming. Preparing a second coming. The words are, he's struggling with the words, but you're getting the idea, you're getting the gist. Is that his his elder brain, which you had discussed last time, um, his older brain, Calabasque, has gone a little haywire. And the mind flayers within his kind of pod or tribe or whatever you want to call it um, have collected a lot of people. And you get the idea, um, rather than having you make a group insight check, I'll just tell you. Um, you get the idea that what he's talking about and what Lathok was talking about with the group that had left Sarthea was a pretty good chance they're one and the same. So the, they're collecting Sarthians and forcing them into labor to build this machine? Or am I reading this wrong? Well, that's correct. Where? Well, off track. Oh, do you need to be there, or will you stay here to have your people come back? I must remain close to here. Many under my care. Which doesn't quite jive with the fact that he's been following you for like a right. week. <laughs> right. But, you know, Alftrag from here, especially an Underdark March to Alftrag, is like a month away. Yeah. Is there an underground river we could take our boat on? Yeah, it's made of fire, though. Will our magic boat saw, float on it? I saw it in a dream once. <laughs> no, that was that was a different place, but that's, yeah. that's, a, good, uh, that's a good pull. We put uh, Meep's ring on it and have fire resistance for the boat. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it have like a figurehead of a woman or something? Just still something yeah. on her finger. There you go. You could pierce her nipple and put it through that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If there's oh, yeah, a minotaur, you can just use its nose. Yeah. Um, I look at him, uh, Alhoun, and it will take time. 
before we can give you news. Do you understand that? Yes. The machine. And he struggles with the concept because time doesn't work the same for him as it does for you. Hmm. But you get the idea that, you know, this army went on the march about two weeks ago. And it's roughly, you know, it's roughly a month's march to Alftrag. And they've got to build or rebuild whatever this thing was that brought the first army over. Okay. You also recall whatever brought the first army over killed everyone in the city. And, well, and that's about all you know about it. Okay. Sorry, a lot to write down. No, yeah, I get it. You get the idea that you've got some time, yes. But this is a, it's an emergency that's brewing. It's not an emergency yet, but you've got, you know, a month, month and a half before it is an emergency. Hey, uh, do we relay this to, to Lathok? It might be good to get a little extra help if we have to eventually go take this care of this. I, I think that might be a good idea, but any people that he can round up will be two weeks behind the other army that's heading there now. Well, even if his people could slow him down and give us a little bit more time, that'd be helpful, right? Yeah. Or if he has any other way to, if he has any other contacts further down into the Underdark from where we are. Or maybe contacts in Alftrag, underneath Alftrag to uh, defend and prepare for the coming of this army. Are we understand, are we, am I understanding this right? The army that left Sarthea took people. So the, the army was not good. It was, it was less an army and more a, it was a, a bunch of, I mean, you would gather from what he's saying. It was a lot of his type of people who had been able to enslave in one way or another, a large, it's, it's more of a slave workforce that left. It was right. a forced march. People that are that are mentally their slaves, because they're mind flayers. They're in some form or another. They're in some sort of bondage to this Calabas. Gotcha. And they're being taken to build or rebuild something under Alfred. Um, how do you spell the Elder Brain's name? K E L A B A S S K. Okay. All right. I watched you from afar to judge. He kind of thinks on that if that's the right word or not. He's not sure if that's the right word. He continues. 
to see worthiness. Don't disappoint. We always try not to. Um, we wish you good tidings here and safety. We will, I will be in touch. I will try to contact you by ascending spell in a couple weeks. He just touches his two fingers to his forehead and then just begins to float back and head back into the, the brush. I try to mimic his. Okay. <laughs> as if that's goodbye right. or something. <laughs> all right. I don't and know you about guys you guys, are... but I feel like we're pulling out all the crazies. <laughs> Have you it's seen like, our... It's like Chris in his 20s. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's more like his 30s, really. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Except, except the problem, the difference is none of these creatures are hotties. I mean, <laughs> we should probably move on. Like, well, I'm just saying, there's that scale. There's that scale online, right? It's the the hotness crazy scale, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah these yeah, are all these are all weird, ugly creatures that are also crazy. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you guys are at a point now you kind of get to choose your own adventure here. So, Ooh, I want to go to page Ooh. 52. Oh, no, 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 not page 52. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to go backwards before yeah. I go forwards. So, let's go backwards. Right. Right. <laughs> um, Funny thing, I just bought on two of those books for Christmas. He loves them. Yeah. Nice. They're you know, awesome. there are uh, four or five Dungeons and Dragons ones specifically. Oh, I actually own yeah. uh, We own really? them. Yeah, I own them. So cool. I'll have to bring them over sometime, Voss. Uh, and Voss, I have, I have yeah, your awesome. own adventure tabletop game. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We have those too. Oh okay. okay. Did you guys ever hear the thing called? Just... Yeah. So I know we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just got a twenty-minute conversation about choosing yeah. an adventure. Um, well, I was roll. just so excited because I love, I, I love those books. But okay. Yeah. Roll Thor. I think it might be time for us to head head home. Can you take us there? Uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, for a break. You know, guys, if you think about it, we've, we've been on the run now since the beginning. Yeah, and how long has it been? Uh, I mean, time's a little wishy-washy, but you've been together probably close to a year, probably, I don't know, nine months, ten months. Yeah, it, it's time to head to the coast for a little R&R. &R. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going that close to the coast. Uh, how about the blight? Yes. Oh, the blight is always nice this time of year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of money. We need to, uh, we need to go decorate our lair. I think Awesome would be really good at that. That's right. He'd be awesome at it. We could yeah. have him turn into different animals, Very skin them, oh, and then oh, use those hey, as rugs. Hey, yes. Hey. And then you could heal them and resurrect them. Actually, when you kill his creature, he just turns back into him. I wonder how Ooh, that would right. work. 
I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm not a big fan of this plan, fellas. <laughs> you just turn into whatever animal we tell you to. So, yes, sir, Mr. Coker, Thor, sir. Did, did I hear that? Uh, did I hear you were uh, doing that circle? Yeah, I'm going to start the circle while everybody's jibber jabbering. Some of some okay. of the best days serious around here. Yeah, jibber jabbering. <laughs> nice. Got some jibber jabber going on. Okay. So, um, Rolthor puts together the circle, and everybody kind of stands and does their kumbaya moment as they're getting ready to leave. Um, oh, whoops, that's not what I meant to do. I said Rolthor, so I typed Rolthor. That was dumb. Um, and the, the energy kind of courses around you, and you kind of give your final goodbye to um, to to Sarthea so, and the Underdark. Um, as you guys, as the teleportation circle flips back on and you guys find yourself um, in the main pyramid of the Blight, um, the light is just, and it's just normal daylight kind of coming in through some slits in the windows. The light is just searing to all of you guys after having spent like a month underground. Um, it is just way too much for you and really overloads you for a second. And then you kind of come forth um, and, and come out of it for a second. And there's... Nobody knew you were coming, so there's a bunch of people standing around you like, what the shit? A um, couple of fighters who kind of draw swords and are ready and then realize kind of who you are. Um, and then one of the uh, bearers of the PAL uh, kind of parts the seas, parts the, parts the people away, um, and just looks to you and just says, oh, welcome. It's good to be back. Thank you. We need to have an audience with um, Ferald as soon as possible, as soon as he is available. Well, if you see him, let us know. He's been gone for weeks. Wait, we've been gone for weeks. <laughs> we've been gone yeah. for like a month or more. You've month. Been gone, you spent about a month underground not counting Toth. So you've been, you've been gone a while. Where has he gone? We don't know. He doesn't inform us of his comings and goings, but he's been gone a while now. Did he... Is he gone, is he gone long periods of time normally? No, not normally. Not like this. We, we worry because the longer he is gone, the more it stirs. Uh, and you were you were reminded of the the tesseract, the, yeah, the tesseract, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> stupid that's, thing. The way it's spelled. <laughs> the way it's spelled. I just I cannot not see that word when I see the when I see it. Uh, the the crit dragon, because that's yeah. what that looks like. It looks like a right, giant. Yeah, exactly. Dragon. The crate tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. There it. you go. <laughs> crate tesseract. <laughs> Time and space. <laughs> um that's a great tesseract right there that's right. So, did he take did he did he know that we gave back the or sent back the engine of the train before he left yeah we never guess. we never talked to him we just sent it back and kept moving on didn't we yeah <laughs> i didn't have a sending he, spell at that point <laughs> he saw its arrival um and, and gave orders as to what okay. to do with it and left actually it was shortly thereafter okay all right well we would like to be notified upon his return 
we are going to go down. Uh, what are we going to call it? Our layer? Our yeah, come up with a name, don't we? <laughs> I guess we definitely do. Because <laughs> I, I've I've wanted to say it like four times, and I sound stupid every time I want to say it. I'm like, uh, hideout? No. It, bro house. Headquarters. Tree bro house. house. Bro house. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Call um, it the Hodge Hall of Justice. Yes, we'll <laughs> right. we'll be down in our lair. Meanwhile, at Cincinnati Town Hall. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess... Uh, Is the Randa still here? The Rando hadn't been back here yet before, when we left. So, it's a great question. Um, as you guys leave the pyramid uh, and return to your, your domicile, um, you notice the Randa is actually, well, an airship is actually docked there. Ooh. Um, and you do recognize Domher as he is, uh, he's, he's actually, he's out in front of your domicile, uh, kind of with his feet up in a chair. Uh, the Randa's kind of parked over in the, in the, the little bay that it, it belongs in. It sails and it's a trimmer all in. Um, but it looks absolutely nothing like what you've seen, what you left it as. He, in his retrofit, um, made the decision to give up any pretense of smuggling ship and just went forth fast and sleek. So uh, that is his ride. Yeah, it's, he, he pimped it hard. You guys gave him a lot of money. So um, it looks, I mean, it, it's the sleekest airship you've ever seen. Um, <sighs> it's, it's kind of the back end of it almost looks like um, on the smaller, the, the, like Jabba's skiff, you know, how the back end of it was kind of round and it had those little wing things that went up and down off of it. Um, that were like veins. Right. It's kind of like that. It's got a sail in the middle that you can raise. It's got two sails that you can kind of flip out to the sides and drop sails off of. Um, it's actually a pretty amazing little contraption. And then it's got a big ring. Or, well, it's got some poles with a ring around it. You don't know what those are. It's just, it's very strange. But it's like a big hoop that goes around the middle of it. Um, but it's pretty fast looking. Uh, and when you guys approach, he just stands up and, and, yells out a couple of orders and you see kind of the crew kind of snap to, and there's a bunch of people come running up to the edge of the ship. Um, and they're just kind of trying to catch sight of you. And you recognize the vast majority of them. A lot of his crew has kind of stayed together from last time you saw them. And he just says, Hey, hey how are you guys? <laughs> wow. Dobermeal. The ship looks great, buddy. You really put the money to good use. I love yeah, it. I, I may or may not have overspent a little. We might have to have a discussion about what that looks like, but um, you're going to be pretty happy with the results. Oh, this is fantastic. I mean, your, your ship took a beating. I'm amazed. It looks uh, looks pretty fast. How fast will how quick can it make the Kessel run? I knew you were going there. I knew. I knew. I, Sorry. I had a parsec I, joke already for you. And I decided oh, not to go for it. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I've been staying in your uh, in your in your place here. I haven't let the crew in. It's just been me. It's no, I place. mean that's it's actually good to have somebody there. You know, whenever you leave, you want to have somebody at your place you know, who might wander in. I would I would think we could probably arrange for some quarters for you, so you just always have a spot. I mean, you know, 
I think I think having you around is not a bad thing at all. I don't know, fellas. What I mean, we probably need to talk we about do. it. But. We do have an empty room right there. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I actually did. Uh, I did send you guys the layer. You guys all just got an email with a picture of the layer. So if you want to pull that up, you can. Already did. Your uh, your boy who's been staying here too. He's uh, he's taking decent care of the place, but um, he's he's. He's not into all this survival of the fittest shit that all the rest of these assholes are. This place is a little rough. You mean, you mean our lay our, our home is is rough? Well, just this city in general. All oh. this survival of the fittest, and yes, the city is very rough. <laughs> it's pretty what intense. You earn and yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good thing we all have quarters on the ship. We kind of try to keep to ourselves. That's good. Does everyone still have their tongue? Uh, Everyone all on the ship, for, <laughs> all except the one guy who, when he joined us, didn't have it to begin with. So right, right. So yes, that's a good, good advice. We are <clears throat> hoping lost their tongue. we are hoping to. Oh, you mean voluntarily giving it up? Right, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are hoping um, to discover what is going on in the city and possibly make some changes. But we do have more pressing things to worry about. I think. Yeah, like let's go get a decent meal and and take a chill pill for a while. Jeez. Coming up out of the main entrance up the stairs, um, you recognize that dude that he was talking about. Um, it's the Tabaxi who had tried yeah. to leave the blight and then came back. Yeah, uh, his name is Sprinter. As a reminder. Yep. Okay. And he comes up and says, "Ah, finally, agents of change." <laughs> Hey, uh, Dobermeal, I what was the name of his ship? Did he have a name for it? It's Domher, and it's the Randa. Or are you talking oh, sorry, about Dobermeal, the Minotaur? That's the bad No, guy. no, Domher. Domher, Domher, Domher. Domher. Okay. It is the Randa. She's been significantly Randa, yeah. refit, but it's her. I like what you've done with the ship here, Domher. I can't wait to show this bitch off to you. She's beautiful. <laughs> she looks. She looks to have a good beam. What? Uh, what have you done to her? Well, we dropped as much weight as we could. Uh, came up with a new recipe. We'll call it for the uh, crystal drive. Um, and and basically just made her go higher and faster uh the the, the sales you'll notice thanks to your investment uh, are made of dragon scale nice yeah oh it's there's nothing that's going to rip this thing apart how much you, money uh, do you why, give him? we, we face wyverns again you guys are going to own them do you uh do you have a good uh good cook on the ship No, our our cook on the ship is for shit. But Sprinter oh, here's a pretty okay. good cook. He's been he's been cooking for me. He's a pretty good cook. We can get in there. <laughs> okay, I thought you get, maybe you get the feeling have... that Dom. You get the feeling that Domher is one of those guys that when he's got it good, he revels in it. When he doesn't, he just doesn't. You know, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Okay, well, I thought if you had a good cook, we you know we could hit two birds with one stone. We'd go for a pleasure cruise. You could show her off to us, and uh, we could sit down and have a meal while we're cruising. But uh, 
sounds like that may not be the way to go. We're taking on supplies now. Should be ready to go sometime in the next couple of days. But we, we actually, we just got back from a run. I've been trying to kind of pay her off a little in your absence. So we've been making some supply runs up and down the coast and checking out a lot of the, there's a lot of burned out villages, a lot of destruction that, you know, if somebody's doesn't look a little too close and is willing to make a dollar, there's, there's a dollar to be made. And Domher, so news from the coast. Are most of these because of the Black Feet, Black Fleet? Most yeah, of they the... continue to reeve everywhere. I've seen them. We've gone as far north as as Ank, and we've gone as far south as we we haven't quite made it to uh, to Cliffbreaker yet. I've heard that place is just a shit show, so we've tried to avoid it. It's either Black Fleet or pirates. The waters are just not safe. That's another reason I love this bitch. <laughs> Well, we have just recently heard that the Black Fleet is moving off towards the Dragon Turtle Sea. I don't know who told you that. I, a chunk of it probably has, but there's still a significant presence in the in this sea. Okay. Well, well guys, it's been great, but I said we head in. Yeah. Head back and start checking out the digs. Okay. So you guys head in, and, and Domher just kind of invites himself. He just kind of walks in behind you, with uh, and, and Sprinter kind of kind of leads the way. And it's significantly cleaned up from when you left it. There's no um, there's no presence of you know any of the bodies you left behind. Uh, kitchen is cleaned out and stocked. It's it's actually in, in pretty good shape. You guys did leave him with some money. I don't know if you remember that or not, but you had left him with some money to take care of those things and furnish it. Um, did he get a Chris, you, wheel? There is. He specifically Ooh. remembered your cheese wheel and thought that you enjoyed it so much. He's got a brand new yes. cheese wheel yes. with just yes. a really, a really light layer of mold on the one side. So it's it's enough you can scrape it out of the way, just go to town on it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, beautiful. Amongst I love it. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> it's um, like the, home. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the um, the library itself is still fairly empty. There wasn't a lot book-wise that they could get you, but the alchemy lab is fairly well-stocked, Chris. Sweet. I'm in heaven. This looks fantastic. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I started going over and checking out the bottles and all that they've, like, added to it. I'm like, you guys found some great supplies. You have been running around, haven't you? You find one that just says energy drink on it. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> You've been gone so long. Somebody else already invented it. No! <laughs> and the one thing I've managed to create was already created. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, good news, bad news. You know, good news, <laughs> cheese wheel. Bad news, energy drink. Yeah, you've lost your you've lost your patent. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna make my million. I'm gonna head over to the chapel and kind okay. kind of hang out there and do some uh, do some more meditation of my own. Okay. I have some things so, to wrestle, wrestle with. So, yeah, speaking of your meditations, I mean, last time when when you and Croker were together and spoke to him, that was the first time you'd had any real interaction with mm -hmm. him since he resurrected you like that was the closest you had to um you know any sort of uh uh 
conversation or, or even, you know, any, anything like that. Actual um, words. Actual words or actual, just even like a feeling. I mean, you've always felt that he was there, but. Well, like, I've gotten a few, I've gotten a couple of visions. His presence. Right, yeah, right, but, right, right. But you were, you felt in his presence this time. Understanding that um, he exists. Absolutely. So I am going to, I am going to go to the chapel and I'll, uh, you know, have, are there mats and things and an altar of some sort of table? There are indeed. And you also notice on the altar um, and you know, the, the, the scales and candles and whatnot, those were purely constructs of the vision that you got your shared vision. Right. Um, they weren't real on the table or the real thing. Gotcha. So I'm a little amazed that they knew what this was because mm-hmm. honestly, I haven't seen anything here in the city, right. That has really done anything for me about Kellenvor. Right. So, um, and as you, as you're kind of thinking about this and seeing it and kind of taking a look around sprinter speaks from behind you and you realize he slipped in the door behind you. And you didn't even notice him. Um, and he just says, I've done my best to do some research as well. Things are sorely broken here. Feral continues this, this survival of the fittest, this, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't feel that this is what Kellenbor really wants. I don't feel this is his way. Your presence, your presence can give us the push we need fix this issue I believe that is why we are here or at least that is why I am here Kellenvor has helped me with a personal issue that has now been taken care of he has literally put my demons to rest and now I believe that we have found you and your people here so that I can help and I can become a leader of sorts for your people. I will do everything I can to make the cult of Kelimvor more of a true religion once again. Well, I sincerely appreciate it. And as you know, I've had my misgivings. Your work is cut out for you. The Reaper well, monks, they, they watch even now. They're not in here, but they they are keeping tabs on all of you. Be aware. They may speak to you as though you're returning heroes, but they do not view you as returning heroes. I can understand that. I'm sure they view us as a threat to their own stations because they do not know what Kelimvor is even about. They have gotten their stations out of a, a twisted version of this religion. I appreciate the fact that you found these items, though. Where, where did you find the information that gave you how to create these or to find these? The scales and the candles. The library in the main pyramid. I've uh, managed to work some 
like-minded folk into into connections that will allow a little freer access. It could be of service to you. Yes, that would be wonderful. And I will have to speak with Feralt when he returns as well. That may help. So thank you for this. This is a great gift and you do not know how much this means for you to have set this up for me already. Well, thank you for the work that I hope you're able to do. I'll leave you to pray. He turns and beats feet. There you go. Quietly, swiftly. Quietly, swiftly. <laughs> That's right. But, can so I find Dobermeal? I'm sorry? Can I find Dobermeal? You can find Domher. <laughs> well, I'm well, looking Dober for... is the Minotaur. Domher right. is the captain. I know. That's yeah. who I'm looking okay. for. Was he not... Wasn't he here too? Dobermeal? Did we see him? Yeah, he was here at one point, wasn't he? He was here. He had told you oh. that he was taking off. He was going to um, the Adamantine Islands to try to rebuild the Oroch Titans. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was here. He left approximately the same time you guys did. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna head back to the uh, the layer and see if Otham will cook us up something good. Please. Spritzer's actually prepared you a hell of a meal. Um, once he realized, I mean, it's a couple hours later, but he does a great job preparing <laughs> you a big feast, um, a hero's feast, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, is able to, he brings in a couple of other people to kind of help him. And you get the idea that he's got kind of a small underground of people who believe a little closer to the faith that he does and that Krampa does. And that you, you get the idea that there are these, these tendrils of, of people who feel like, okay, something isn't right here. This, this meritocracy is not, um, is not what it should be. Um, and so you get, you know, you get little just hints of that here and there and the way that they speak to you and the deference that they offer to Croker uh, and Crompud. Um, and yeah, you have, I mean, you have a great meal. Um, you do, Chris, as you're, you know, want to do with, with fiddling with things. Um, why don't you give me a couple more rolls on the ring? Are these arcana or are these tool rolls? These at this point, they're, they're arcana. You're you're pretty okay. confident with the ring itself. I got gotcha. you. Uh, nine and a eighteen. See what you started, Chris. Okay. What? So you're just continuing. I said, see what you started. Now Otham scratching his back too. <laughs> Sorry, man. It, it was itchy. Yep. He has a back scratcher. I'm using a stinking ruler from an architect. Yes. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, there's the name of our lair, the back scratcher. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Where you go to scratch that itch? Mm. <laughs> How about we just call it undercarriage? Why don't we call it the undercarriage? It's perfect. <laughs> there you go. 
That's that's great. Natural ones living in the taint. Um, <laughs> and there's the title of the layer. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we, um, we thought it was yeah. a nice place place to stay, but it taint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. We thought it would be a lot of fun, but it just kind of smells funny. Um. All right. So you guys need to have kind of a game plan for where you want to go from here. And I don't care if you want to do this in character, out of character, but it's wide open for you. All right. Then uh, thanks for listening to The Natural Ones. <laughs>